What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is DJ Stash, aka Jesse, aka the host on the motherfucking podcast. And this is Topics on the Pod, episode 21, where uh, each week we try to bring you a certain topic on the podcast. With today's main topic is going to be the 76 Golden Globes 2019. I uh, hope everyone is having a fantastic week. I'm currently having kind of like the, the allergies. I wouldn't say flu, but I mean it's kind of the flu season. I mean, I've kind of noticed it from like coworkers and uh, other people, like on YouTube, for instance, that I follow, that you see them fucking having out the tissues and shit. And I was like, "Yep, it's around that time, guys. We're into the winter." <clears throat> so uh, I usually try to do. I was going to do this yesterday, but I was going to like more recuperate for these allergies. I started. I knew it was coming up because as a like few days prior to this, like as I'm recording on the third. This is January thirteenth at approximately ten o'clock. So, about it. I would say Wednesday, I guess. I felt like my throat was getting scratchy, and then sort of it blew up the next day. So, just been uh, <coughs> eating cough drops like candy, man. And then my nose started to stuff up, so I've been taking some uh, Sirtec, some allergy pills, some. Uh, <coughs> it's all different uh, allergy medicine, flu medicine, whatnot. I got the flu shot because uh, my gimmick, my gimmick jog, I, ha- <coughs> I have to take the shot, so I'm all good with that. So, good thing I did because I probably would have been a worse. My, so I'm apologizing in advance. My throat's a little raspy. I'm currently wearing one of those nasal strips, so it helps my uh, breathing a little bit too. So I can uh, have these uh, hour hour conversation, y'all, with on the podcast. So, but yeah, let's get into the uh, the topics here, or uh, the news stories, and then uh, we'll get into the main topic. All right, out of the uh, Google News, top story is here. I'm gonna pick one. Oh yeah, currently. Uh, Drinking some little bit of wine. I know it's probably not good to like drink while you're sick a little bit, but you know it's a little wine. Haven't drunk in a couple weeks, so I'm currently drinking this uh, Jinro uh, Boko Banjaju. <laughs> I'm still butchering. I did this on the review, which you could probably check it out next week as I'm recording this. It's basically some Japanese uh, raspberry wine. So if you want to check it out? You check it out on my uh, YouTube, which I'll always plug in my uh, YouTube link down below. So I'm gonna make a class right now. Don't want to spoil it for y'all, but I mean, it's so you know, it's pretty good to enjoy. Alright, get a little sip here. Ah, got another fancy wine glass. As I turn on the news <coughs> from Google, this one I want to talk about the, uh, the government shutdown. It's saying from uh, BBC News four hours ago that. Uh, Basically, the topic headline for it is saying U.S. shutdown, Trump urged to temporarily reopen government. I don't know if it's going to be an article. I'm just clicking on it. Uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be a video. So. Uh, no, it doesn't look like I'm just reading this article that's right below it. It says, a senior U.S. Republican has urged President Donald Trump to temporarily reopen parts of the government shutdown for more than three weeks. Senator Lindsey Graham, who is close to Mr. Trump, said a limited reopening of a few weeks would allow talks to resume between Republicans and Democrats. The partial government shutdown has now become the longest in U.S. history. This has only been like a month or something. It says, it has left hundreds of thousands of public workers unpaid and government offices closed. Which kind of risks me. I'm glad. I mean, it's kind of fucked up for them kind of people, even though they're not getting paid. Because I know my friends. I know I have a couple of friends that are in the military, and they're not getting paid right now. So I'm just glad I'm not in that kind of work. 
but it says uh, Pope, uh, President Trump is refusing to approve a budget unless it includes $5.7 billion for a wall along the Mexican border, a key campaign pledge which the president said the Mexico would pay for. Well, we know Mexico ain't paying for it, so we're trying to get this $5.7 billion. Uh, saying Democrats have rejected his request for funding to build it and say they will not negotiate further until the government is reopened. And then has a little paragraph below. It says, how much has shutdown hit the U.S. economy? It says, Mr. Trump raised the stakes by threatening to declare a national emergency and circumv- circumvent Congress uh, and get the money he, wa- he wants. <clears throat> and the saying, what did uh, Lindsey Graham suggest? Saying, Mr. Graham, chairman of the Senate, uh, Judiciary Committee said he had urged the president on Sunday to temporarily reopen government to get negotiations started again. He said if talks still fail to agree the funding, the White House could then declare a national emergency. It's saying before he pulls the plug on the legislative options, and I think we're almost there. This is like a quote, quotation for him. It says, uh, I would urge them to open the government for a short period of time, like three weeks, before he pulls a plug to see if we can get a deal. Mr. Graham told Fox News Sunday, he said Mr. Trump had told him, let's make a deal, then open and uh, then open up the government. And it's saying, uh, <clears throat> how far apart are the two sides? They're saying correspondents say pressure is building on Mr. Trump. As the uh, dispute drags on with opinion polls showing more Americans blame him for the shutdown than they do the Democrats. But on Sunday, Mr. Trump was continuing to blame his opponents for the standoff. It's saying, uh, how much of Trump's wall has been built? What border politicians think of Trump's wall? And saying, quotation marks, uh, I'm in the White House waiting. Democrats are everywhere, but Washington, as people await their pay, they are having fun and not even talking, exclamation mark. That's what he tweeted. Okay. That was uh, earlier today, about 9.36 a.m. It's saying several senior Democrats have been due to travel to Puerto Rico over the weekend for a winter retreat that also include a visit to a fundraising performance of the musician Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, man, it's pretty crazy about this. Uh, Saying the deputy of chief and staff for Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Drew Hemill, responded by tweeting, Speaker Pelosi has been in D.C. all weekend working from the Capitol. And there's a question I'm going to say how are workers affected? On Monday, the partial shutdown enters its 24th day. About a quarter of the federal government is out of operation last Friday. 800,000 employees missed their first salaries of the year. And that's about 350,000 of those workers or for left, a type of temporary layoff, but the rest are expected to continue to work. Thousands have reportedly applied for unemployment benefits amid the financial uncertainty. Over the weekend, part of Miami International Airport was closed because of the shortage of the Transportation Security Administration, the TSA agents, caused by the shutdown. The agents are essentially federal workers and expected to work, but many are calling in sick in protest of the situation. Wow. The Miami Herald reports. Saying on Sunday evening, Houston Bush Airport stopped security screenings at one of its uh, terminals due to a shortage of staff and directed passengers to other terminals for security checks. Yeah, I really think this shouldn't affect your coworkers, but that's just really childish for me for all this. All right, that's about the end of that. How <clears throat> we're getting some? Uh, let's get into entertainment news.
Ooh, it's got Game of Thrones. It's about Game of Thrones. I watched that show. It says Game of Thrones says official date for beginning of the end. Which you already know it's the last season, so. Looks like there's a video loading, but I don't know if it's gonna load. My internet's been pretty fucked this past couple of days. There it goes. It's from CNN. Through the Argos, so. it says uh, CNN: The wintry wave for Game of Thrones isn't over, but fans at least officially know when the suspense will end. Since HBO announced Sunday that its Sinister series will begin its final season on April 14th, this uh, service had previously said only that the show will return in April. Just six episodes remain in the program. Only six, really. Although many installments of the eighth and final season are expected to run longer than an hour. Okay. As the producers endeavor to bring the TV version of George R. R. Martin's epic fantasy fairy tale to a specifically close, says uh, HBO chose to tease that the announcement was coming in advance, then drop it on air prior to the third season premiere of these crime drama True Detective. The stunt reflects how the pay channel like CNN and U- 
Union of Water Media intends to leverage its most watched show and Thrones avid fans base to help launch other programs leading up to and during its uh, finishing run. The seventh season finale sets a ratings record in 2017, attracting 16.5 million viewers on HBO and via same-day streaming. According to Nestle Data, or data, what you want to call it, the, that represented a surge of more than 35% compared to the co- corresponding episode of the previous season. The uh, premiere puts the series' final date at May 19th. <coughs> so, it's going to run for like a month, I guess, April to May. Okay. I definitely love the show, man. So, well, I already heard like Joe podcast, like, it's already like past the book. <coughs> Don't know how true that is because I haven't read the book. But I started uh, watching this series. I didn't watch it at the beginning, like I, I know it's been out for a long time. I just, I didn't just, I started like started watching it like 2014. So that's crazy how long it's been going now. All right, I'm getting to uh, one more, and then uh, we'll start to the main topic. I had to pour another glass of wine. Let's see. Oh, well, do about the halftime show. It's 2019 Super Bowl halftime show. Travis Scott, big boy, to, ju- to join Maroon 5 on February 3rd, 2019. So Maroon 5's headliner. So Travis Scott, I've already seen Travis Scott like twice since from the uh, ACL Festival in Austin and then in Dallas at the Post Malone Festival. That was from CBS News from four hours ago. Let's see, it says... NFL ended months of uncertainty Sunday by officially announcing Maroon 5, Travis Scott, a big boy as the performers at this year's Super Bowl halftime show on CBS. Maroon 5 had been widely reports halftime show act since September, but the NFL didn't confirm the band as its headliner until Sunday. Typically one of the most fierce sought gigs in music, the Super Bowl halftime show has this year has been the subject of boycott and protest. Numerous acts have turned down the NFL in support of Colin Kaepernick and the other players who have taken a knee during the national anthem protests of racial injustice. Jay-Z, who have been openly critical of the NFL, reportedly attempted to talk Scott out of the performance during the show. Huh. There's a big controversy about this. That's probably going to be one of the future topics. I'd like to do like uh, all the NFL uh, halftime shows. Saying uh, Gerald uh, Griggs, vice president of the Atlanta chapter of the NAACP, has said the NAACP asked performers who have signed up to reconsider their participation. More than 84,000 have signed an online petition urging Maroon 5 to withdraw from the Super Bowl until the league changes their policy to support players' constitutional rights to protest. Billboard reported that Scott, who reportedly signed on in December, only agreed to perform if the NFL made a joint donation to the organization fighting for social justice with the NFL Scott made a 500,000 donation to Van Jones Dream Corps god damn this dude is like starting out as an artist he's already got half a million dollars just to donate that's crazy but good for him for that donation though it says this year's uh, Super Bowl will be broadcasted from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta by CBS on February 3rd yeah I don't know that's a big conversation thing about the taking the knee thing. Some people don't like it. Some people do. I 
I'm kind of neutral about it because I don't, I don't really know the whole story about it. I have to like more educate myself about it. It's just not that good. So, I just know we just need to stop this uh, controversy stuff. <clears throat> okay. All right. That's about my three news for the day. So we get into the. Uh... Oh, I did want to talk about. Uh, I think uh, Coachella. Like it was talking about Kanye about Coachella. There's one more. Let me tell one more. So apparently Kanye was supposed to be in Coachella. This is from uh, xxlmag.com today. It says Kanye West dropped out of Coachella due to the over top demands. Porta potty talk. What the fuck? Okay. That's crazy. I just remember Coachella was already starting. Now it's like Coachella's back in August or something, right? <laughs> ah, why kicking me? Uh, it says. According to Billboard, the Grammy-nominated rapper-producer wanted Coachella co-founder Paul Toilet. Toilet. It's T-O-L-L-E-T-T. That's Toilet. <laughs> and the organi organizers to construct a giant custom-built dome for him in the middle of the festival grounds instead of on a main stage. Well, that's kind of fucking spoiled. <laughs> just for him, just wants a fucking dome in the middle. Says the elaborate stage production would have been built, but by Kanye's collaborator and set designer John McGuire. Says executives at Golden Voice, which produced the annual festival, told Kanye that building a dome within four months is log logistically impossible because they would have to remove a large section of porta potties and rearrange festival grounds. <clears throat> so when the uh, festival org organizers said no to Kanye's request, it reportedly got irritated and declared that he's an artist with a creative vision and doesn't have time talking about portable bathrooms. Well, I mean, we gotta fucking take a piss of shit somewhere, right? So it's finally while on vacation, the G-O-O-D music leader told them during a phone call that it was Golden's voice job to handle the portable bathrooms and abruptly hanged up. Well, after that, uh, toilet... <laughs> I was going to say toilet, I don't care. <laughs> and his team at Golden Voice talked with music manager Scooter Braun to see if his client, Ariel Grande, would headline the event. She agreed. Oh, okay. So originally, Kanye was supposed to headline, and then I guess because I knew Ariel Grande was supposed to be one of the headliners, so that, that explains. So Kanye was supposed to be one of the headliners, and that didn't work out, so I guess she took over. Okay. So it says, previously reported rappers Childish Gambino, Kid Cudi, and more are said to perform at 2019, which, yeah, I knew that, so I knew Childish Gambino, Kid Cudi. Uh, it's saying, during the festival's two weekends in April, artists like Anderson, Pack, uh, Jane Smith, uh, Terrica Wack, uh, JPEG, Mafia, Wiz Khalifa, Chick Wiss, uh, Juicy World, or Juice World, Virgo Rapaz, Shimino, TDs, Sir, Mera Beats, Ella, Ella Mad, Jay, Bablin, and even Edra Smino will perform. Gabino will be the sole Gabino will be the sole hip hop headliner on the first night of the festival. Cisco Cello will wrap up with performances from Pusher T, uh, YG, Playboy, Cardi, HER, Recorder Nasty, Blood Orange. Katerina, Khalid, Bad Bunny, SOB, XRBE, and others. The 2019 Coachella Festival will take place on 
Friday, April 12th to Saturday, April 14th. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Look at my Sunday. And then Friday, April 19th to Sunday, April 21st. There's a lot of miss words on this. See, when I went to, uh, that was the end of the article, but I went to, like, uh, the Sea Limits, right? This past, uh, October, I think it was October. <clears throat> the Charles Cabinio was supposed to headline that, but I think he got, like, a foot injury or something. Like, it was them, and then, like, some kind of rock band. They weren't a headliner, but they got injured, too. It was, like, two people had to cancel that event. It sucked. I mean, I want to see the more of that, uh, Oh, yeah, Holly Suspect, that was that was the group. I wanted to see Holly Suspect, and then they got injured, so, like, one of the bands had to, like, redo their set again. So it sucks. I wanted to see Holly Suspect. I'd like to see uh, Chalice Convenio, too, but I wanted to see Holly Sp- Suspect more. But they canceled. So now I guess they got uh, Chalice Convenio to this place in Coachella. Because I think only the festivals, like, currently around America, there's only Coachella and then ACL, the Austin City Limits Festival, are the only ones that actually have, like, two weekend events. It's because, uh, like, Travis Scott's the one that replaced Charles Gabino for that Sunday event. <sighs> I like to go to Coachella. I mean, because I want to see California. I don't even know where Coachella is. I know it's in California. I don't know where we're at in California. I'm going to look that up real quick. Let's see. Because, you know, Austin Limits, of course, at Austin or whatever. It's at the uh, Miller, uh, not Miller Park, Zickler Park. So that's uh, Empire Polo Club, Indio, California. I don't know what the fuck that is. That, huh? <clears throat> it's twelve. Let's yeah, twelve to that. That's like a couple months from now. That's crazy. Cause I just remember last year, like I want to see Eminem, but. I was trying to see who headlined last year's Coachella. Yeah, it was uh, the weekend. It was Beyonce Eminem in the weekend. So I was trying to see who's headlining this year's now. Let's go to the official webpage. a lot on Coachella so this Coachella is like the I guess I don't know what like the top usually the top band or top festival definitely one of the top festivals oh the Biza guy I like that guy turn look by day it's kind of weird on this website what it's doing. Uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, okay, here we go. It's a little, it looks a little better. Maybe. Well, one. Okay, here we go. Looks like for Friday, it's like. Do like the top top people. So Friday, you know, April twelfth, April nineteenth, it's uh Charles Gambino, Gabino, <laughs> Gabino, Janelle Monero, the nineteen seventy five, DJ Snake, Diblo, let's see them. 
Rufus still so black pink. Uh, okay, it's like the like the most top. Let's see what the people actually recognize from the bottom. Mm. No, and the Saturday this is April thirteenth and twentieth. It's Solagon. It's S O L A N G E. Don't know them, but then it's Kid Cudi. Let's see, Kid Cudi. Wow, it's <clears throat> Weezer, Affix Twin, Jay Bellavin, Billy. Oh, it's Belson Tour, Fortec. Uh, then Whisker. I know Whisker because I've seen him three times. But he's like on bottom. He's like the second row. So, the Kid Cudi's on top of that. Kid, Kid Cudi better than the forms. I thought he'd see Kid Cudi. And I think that's basically all the people know from Saturday. And Sunday, it is Karate now. Top, and then Khalid. Which I was supposed to see, I didn't need to see Khalid. Khalid was at the ACL Festival, but he was on the first weekend, so I didn't get to see him. And I know YG wants a couple of songs. Push your T. Uh, that's basically it. <clears throat> Yeah, that's like a few people I want to see. Definitely Kid Cudi. I've always wanted to see Kid Cudi. Oh, wait. That's not even the top for Saturday. I mean, ta Tame Impala. That was the top headliner for Saturday. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, if I was already in California. I definitely want to see how... Because apparently... Um, what is it? Uh, Woodstock 2019 is supposed to be doing, but they're not going to call it Woodstock. They call it something else. That's like the 50th anniversary. Let's see what they're going to call that. Or maybe they changed the name. I don't know. Because I thought at first it was going to be called something else. So now that's going to be New York. And that's going to be not until August. Hmm. I guess they are kind of what's suck now. I thought at first, this is like Wednesday on Twitter. Watkins Glen, New York. It says Woodstock Music and Arts Fest Fair 2019 presents Woodstock 50. August 16, 17, and 19. It's only one weekend. Yeah, I thought they were going to call it something else, but that's good they're going to call it Woodstock again. Because I like to go to that. Go to Woodstock. <clears throat> Let's see if I can find like, a lineup. That's. Okay, it's from five days ago. From tickpick.com. I guess they're calling it Woodstock. So, so far, there still isn't like an official place to buy the tickets. So, but so far, this is over 40 firmers have been booked across three stages, including some big name headliners. 
And then the question is, who were before at Woodstock 2019? It says, the quotes has been saying this festival's lineup would be primarily com- competent talent, but legacies, acts would be resented and honored. Which also mean that a blend of modern artists who anthemized at Woodstock had originally risen, like the Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Jay-Z, could be blended with legacy acts like Bruce Springsteen and Crosby Steels. Nash and Young, who has long has components trying to get to put aside the rooms to play this festival. Hmm. And there's a question like how to get the cheapest Woodstock tickets. Which I mean it's all gonna be general mission, I guess, like any festival. If we're able to secure tickets through any pre-sales, you never don't worry uh, tickets could be still purchased from secondary marketplaces, although the prices will not be at face value. So that would take place for the first time in twenty years. Prices are anticipated to be as high as any festival we're ever seen, but it doesn't mean that good deals can be heard. Uh, it says if you have not used TikTok before, you can sign up with a link below for ten dollars off your first purchase. This looks like Wiz Khalifa has another tour going on too in the currency. But it's saying the 2009 tour. That's weird. And it looks like Stuart Huh. That's weird. It doesn't look like there's a good place to get the tickets right now for Woodstock. But I was going to sure they're gonna, actually going to call it Woodstock because I thought at first when I looked last time they didn't have a. Uh, I thought it was going to be called something else. <sighs> Trying to see. So that's good though. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can definitely go. I don't know about Coachella, but shit. If Kid Cudi didn't go to fucking Coachella, I'd be down for that. But I was trying to see some people listening. I don't know if y'all from California or not. The best place I had to get to had to set up Coachella. See that address. So location. This is the location. So Empire Polo Club, Indio, California. So look at that on Google Maps. I'm trying to see where this is at. If I even know any landmarks in California. So it's called a club. It's kind of weird. It's gonna be like an outdoor venue, man. Eh? I was next to another festival called Stagecoach. Well, they rate Coachella 4.5. I can't move my mouse. <laughs> I always wonder who like takes these pictures on Google Earth, on Google Maps, whatever. Cause it's showing another picture like this on the ground. All these fucking bitches looking weird and shit. Half naked. 
All these palm trees, definitely a lot of palm trees. That's like that's not like normal to them, because like when I went to West Coast last May, the first time in Vegas, I'm like I just saw the palm trees. So that's new to someone like me. How <laughs> this bitch looks like she actually knows the camera. That's cool. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna back it up. Let's see what city this is actually near. I don't know. Oh, okay. It looks like it's on the outside of Los Angeles. But I like to stay. Um, I want to go to Malibu, though. But Malibu is kind of like the other side of this. I believe. Yeah, it looks like it. Let's see, I can new directions. Let's see, Malibu. How far would that be? Okay, yeah, it's right across from Los Angeles. So Malibu to Coachella is like two hours. I don't need a car for that. <laughs> like the Uber drive. Coachella is kind of like by itself, and like really as close to big city as uh, Los Angeles. Las Vegas is up here in Phoenix. And if you lived in Vegas or Phoenix, I mean, you has to be pretty close to Coachella. It doesn't look like there's bitty. It's like, where would you stay at? Like, I think it's a little bit of town, huh? They'll probably be booked as fuck there, though. So, Indio's a town, I guess. Palm Desert. Hmm. Okay. San Diego. Yeah, we'll see when that time comes. Alright, guys. <laughs> I know I kind of sidetrack over there. I'm getting into the uh, main topic, which is the 76 Golden Globe Awards. Now, I didn't uh, I didn't see the show myself. Usually, I haven't seen reward. Only really reward shows I kind of watch still nowadays since I don't have cable. I just, you know, watch anything internet. It's like the NTV Awards, which I'll probably get into that. One one day, I watched uh, this this past year, like this was September. Yeah, I probably I'll probably do that. I'll probably do that topic when the next one comes out. Ugh. But yeah, uh, just reading off of Wikipedia, it says the uh, seventy six Golden Globe Awards honor the best in film in American television of twenty eighteen, as chosen by the Hollywood Former Press Association, produced by Dick Clark Productions and the HFPA, the seventy sixth. Six Golden Globe Awards was broadcast live on January 6, 2019 from Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, California, beginning at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It says the cer ceremony aired live on NBC in the United States. Actors Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg hosted the ceremony. The nominees were announced on December 6 by Terry Crews, Dania Guerrera, Leslie Main, and Christina Slater. Ceremony marked the debut of a new non-competitive award rewarding excellence in television, the Car Carl Burnett Award, with Carl Burnett herself being the Guerrero representative. Okay. Uh, before I get, I want to see. I've always heard about the, uh, the Beverly Hills. Let's say well, I want to see actually where Beverly Hills actually is. 
since I'm already on Google Google Maps. If I can type it in right. There we are, Beverly Hills. Oh, okay, it's right by, it's right in Los Angeles. <laughs> that makes sense. It's probably like a tourist thing right there. Right, I know. It's kind of like, oh, it's getting by West Hollywood. So anyway, okay. So out of time, watch, which we go, get all the time. Time to look at all this. So Los Angeles is like the dead center for California, I guess. <clears throat> for everything, this Long Beach, the West Hollywood, West West Hollywood, Santa Monica. Where's Hollywood? I said, oh, okay, Hollywood over there. That's, okay, bye, baby. Okay. Hmm. Chinatown. There's like a the Japan place too. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I definitely want to visit there one day. Malibu's over here. That's what I like to do. That's maybe my next California trip. If I, or my next trip, guys, would go there. Be in California. If I don't go to the, uh, Woodstock, New York. It's closed in New York, whatever. I want to go to Malibu. It's a little start. Check it out. It's in Malibu, Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. Check out those trees. I forgot what the trees. Like my granddad always told me, like, these big-ass oak trees, whatever. And in California, you just drive under. I'm going to find out where they're, they're at. But definitely see Malibu, Santa Monica, the Beverly Hills, Hollywood. So the Hollywood Boulevard. Look like downtown. And, uh... I guess maybe uh, San Francisco. That's way the fuck are they over here? I think it should be up on this map. Uh, trying to look. This map being giving me issues. Yeah, way the fuck up here. That's crazy how far that is. So everything is all down here next to Mexico, then we have San Francisco up here. See how far that is from Los Angeles to San Francisco. I just want to go to, want to see the, the bridge. Honestly, that's the only reason I want to go to San Francisco. Let's see Los Angeles. Let's see how far that is. Five hours. Jesus. That's like me going to my mom's place in Arkansas from Texas. Which, you know, I brought to you this podcast in good old lustrous Central Texas, my lustrous apartment. <laughs> yeah, five and a half hours. Which, I mean, that's pretty much this is this whole state looks almost. So there's Oregon and uh, Washington. Which I don't mind if I had free time. Then they have the Channel Islands. So, man, we have. I always say this is a small world, but there's a lot, a lot to explore, man. A lot to explore. So, I'm tired. Tired of just sitting here in the illustrious apartment, man. I like to travel. If I had the funds. Alright, guys. On to my uh, my fantasies. Let's get. <laughs> or fantasies will be, will be soon reality. We'll get into the, uh, the rest of the San Francisco and Gloves. Let's, uh, 
yeah, it's, it's like breaking down to like uh, winners and nominees, film, films with multiple nominations, films with multiple awards, television, programs with multiple nominations, programs with multiple awards, CL, that CLB Do Amelia Award, Carl Brennan Award, the Golden Globe, or the Golden Globe Ambassador, the Ceremony, Presenters, Broadcast, and Memorial, see, and then, yeah, it's other, other nonsense on Wikipedia. Alright, so we're getting the first bracket, which is the film, the winners and nominees. I'm gonna get another drink here. In this case, like y'all, people like me, they didn't even watch the Golden Globes, you know, I can break it down for y'all right here. You get a Wikipedia. While you're driving down the road or whatever. Okay, we have Best Motion Picture for Drama. It is. It's, and that's also for me for these movies I want to see or may have already seen. For the drama section, I think it's okay. I think it's like these are the nominees and like how it's broken down the Wikipedia. It's like light blue for nominees and then dark blue because the winner. Uh, the for drama. It is. I'll just read you all the nominees or all the movies and then tell you the winner. Uh, it was Bon Hema Rhapsody, which is that Queen's movie. The Black Panther. Same Black Panther was a drama movie. Uh, black, Blacksman, which but it's like spelled like B L A C K K K. Oh, Black's Clan man. Oh, maybe okay. Maybe there's something more to that. If Beale Street could talk, and a Star is Born, which I still need to see a Star is Born, but I'm trying to see that for a date. <laughs> uh, but the winner of that was uh, the Bouncer Raspy, the Queen's movie, which I still need to watch that movie as well. I've seen it, but I, have, I mean, I know Queens, I know the band, and. But I don't know, like, the main guy died of AIDS, so. I'm not sure it's like a documentary film for him. Kind of like how they have those other singer documentaries like uh, Johnny Cash and Ray Charles. <clears throat> and then we have uh, musical, or I guess musical slash, or it says musical or comedy, but I'm guessing, like, musical slash comedy. Uh, it's saying Green Book, Crazy Rich Asians, uh, the favorite Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. It's like Green Book won that one. And then it has best performance in a motion picture drama. The actor bracket is uh, Rami Malek for the movie uh, Bowman Rhapsody as Freddie Mercury, Bradley Cooper as Stars Born as Jason or Jackson Maine. Then we have Willem Dafoe at Eternity Gates as Vincent Van Gogh. Then we have Lucas Hedge in the movie Boy Race as Jared. East Bonds. And then we have John David Washington in the movie Black Clansman as Ron Stolworth. Uh the Raymond Melky guy from the Rhapsody movie. He the he the one that won the actor award. For best performance in the most picture drama. And then we have the actress. This is Glenn Close in the movie The Wife as Joan Castleman. And then we have Lady Gaga Stars Born as Ali Maine. We have Nicole Kidman in the movie Destroyer as Aaron Bell. Then we have Melissa McCartney in the movie Can You Ever Forgive Me as Lee Israel. And then we have Rosamund Pike in the movie A Private War as Marin Colvin. Uh, Glenn Closey, the wife, as Joan Castleman is the one, the winner of that one. And then we have Best Performance in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. 
Uh, after we have Christian Bale and Feist as Dick Cheney. Then we have Lean, Manel, Miranda, Mary Poppins returns as Jack. We have Viggo Mortensen in the Green Book as Frank, Tony Lip, Loga. And then we have Robert Redford, the old man in the gun, as Forrest Tucker. And then we have John C. Riley in the movie Stan Oli as Oliver Hardy. Uh, the one on flower is Christian Bale in the movie Vice as Dick Cheney. And then we have actress as Olivia Coleman the, in the movie The Favorite as Queen Anne, Annie. And then we have Emily Blunt in the movie Mary Poppins Returns as Mary Poppins. Then we have Elsie uh, Fisher in the movie 8th Grade as Kayla Day. And then we have Charleston Theron in the movie Tully as Marlo Maria. I'm not pronouncing that right. And then we have uh, Constant Wu <laughs> in the movie Crazy Rich Asians as Rachel Chu. I think it's meant Chu. Yeah, Chu. And the winner of that one was Olivia Coleman in the, in the movie The Favorites as Queen Annie. And then we have the best supporting performance in the watch picture. And the actor, supporting actor for that. And the contenders are Marisha Ali in the Green Book as Don Shirley. Uh, Timothy Chernalement. The movie Beautiful Boy is Nick Schiff. And then we have Adam Driver in the movie Black Klansman as Flip Zimmerman. Then we have Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, as Jack Hawk. And then we have Sam Rockville from Vice as George W. Bush. And the winner for that one was Marshall Alley in the movie Green Book as Don Shirley. And then we have the supporting actress, the nominees, uh, well, I'm saying all the contenders, but there's all the people that were nominees. The Regina King in the movie if, uh, Beatles Street Could Talk as Sharon Rivers. Then we have Amy Adams in the movie Vice as Lean Chaney. Then we have Claire Foy in the movie First Man as Janet Sharon Armstrong. Then we have Emma Stone in the movie The Favorite as Abigail Hill. And then we have Rachel Wiz, W-E-I-S-Z, in the movie The Favorite as Sarah Churchill. And the winner for that one was Regina King in the movie If Bill Street Could Talk as Sharon Rivers. And then we have Best Director. It was the nominees of Afrononzo Curran as Romeo, Roma, the movie Roma. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Peter Farrelly, The Green Book, or just Green Book. Spike Lee in The Black Klansman. And Adam McKay is Vice. The winner of that one was Alfonso Curran in the movie Roma. Then we have Best Screenplay. The people who nominated for that was Brian Hansman Curie, Peter Farley, and Nick Von Klung in the Green Book. Then we have Alfonso Curie in the Romeo. Then we had Deborah Davis and Donny McNamara in the movie The Favorite. Then we had Barry Jenkins in the movie If Beetle Street Could Talk. And then we had Adam McKay in the movie Vice. Uh, the people in the Green Book is the one that won that one. And then we have Best Original Score. The nominees for that one was Justin Hurwitz in the movie First Man. Uh, then we had Marco Bellatrami in the movie A Quiet Place. 
and then we had Alexandria displaying the ISO of dogs. Then we had Ludwig Gorosanon in the movie Black Panther. And then we had Mark Sherman in the movie Mary Poppins Returns. And the winner for that one for best original score was Justin Herzwick in the movie First Man. Uh, let's see. And the bracket for best original song. Uh, there was Shallow by Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Anthony Rosamundo, Andrew Wyatt in the movie A Star is Born. Then we had All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar, SCA, Sunwood, Oswin, and Black Panther, which I actually have that song. And then we have Girls in the Movies by Dolly Parton, Lindy Perry in the movie Dumplin'. <laughs> I haven't heard of that movie. Uh, and then we have Winkwin for a Private War by Annie Launcherink in the movie A Private War. And then we have Revelations by Jonsai, Trine Zivon, and Leland in the movie Boy Raced. Uh, Shallow was the one that won in the movie A Star is Born. And then we have Best Animated Feature Film with Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, Incredibles 2, I Sold Dogs. Mira and Ralph Breaks Internet and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the one that won that film which uh, that was one of the last movies I've seen so far and it's, it was a pretty good movie I only see, I haven't seen I Saw Dogs and Mira but I've seen Ralph Breaks Internet and Incredibles 2 I mean I'm, yeah I can see they're all pretty good contenders and then we have uh, Best Foreign Language Film which I'm not going to know any of these it's a uh, Romeo, Mexico, uh, Caparima, and I'm guessing it's a country, Lebanon, it's L-E-B-A-N-O-N, in the movie Girl in Belgium, and then the movie Never Look Away in German, and Shoplifters in Japan, Roma was the one that won in Mexico, I kind of figured that one because it was already nominated for these other movies, and have a bracket here that says uh, films with multiple nominations it has the one with six nominations is Vice and these are the movies with five nominations which is the favorite Green Book and A Star is Born and this one with four nominations was uh, Black Klansman or Klansman and Mary Poppins Returns I still gotta see that Mary Poppins Returns movie uh, then with three no- nominations is Black Panther if Beagle, Street Could Talk, and Roma. And then with two nominations, Bell and Rhapsody, Boy Erase, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Crazy Rich Asians, First Man, I Sold Dogs, I Private War. And then we have... I'll get back to it. Maybe. <laughs> we have, yeah, it says uh, films with multiple awards. It says the following films received multiple wins. Uh, I was saying Green Book won three awards uh, Vibe and Rhapsody won two awards and so did uh, Roma and I did not plug in my laptop so it's currently dying <laughs> I have like 10% left so but okay, I don't got much in the podcast so now it looks like it's breaking down to the uh, t- uh, television series let me uh, put down my battery saver Okay, this is the best best television series. 
It says for trauma, it is the Americans, bodyguard, homecoming, killing Eve, and pose. And the Americans won that one for drama, or best television series drama. Then we have best television series, musical or comedy. We have uh, the Comiskey Method, Comiskey Method, Barry, The Good Place, Kidding, The Marvelous Miss uh, Marcel. And then we have best performance in a television series drama. It says actor Richard Madden in the movie Bodyguard is Sergeant David Budd. Then we have Jason Batman, Bateman in the movie Ozark as Martin Marty Verde. And then we have uh, Stefan James in the movie Homecoming as Walter Cruz. And then we have Billy Porter in the, in the movie Pose as Pray Tell. And then we have Matthew Rise in the movie The Americans as Philip uh, Jennings. And the winner of that one was uh, the Richard Madden in the movie Bodyguard as Sergeant David Budd. And then we have Best Performance in Television Series Drama for the Actress, which is Sandra O oh in the movie Killing Eve as Eve Palariste, Rastra, something like that. And we have <coughs> Calarestrana Balafe in the movie Outlander as Claire Fraser. Then we have Elizabeth Moss in the movie The Handsmaid Tales as June Osborne slash Offreed. Then we have Julie Roberts in Homecoming as Heidi Bergman. And then we have Carrie Russell in the movie The Amer- or not movie the show The Americans as Elizabeth Jennings. And the winner was Sandra O oh, Killing Eve as Eve Palestrian. Okay. <clears throat> and then we have best performance in a television series, musical, or comedy. And then we have Michael Douglas in the movie or the show Cosmic Method as Sandra, Sandy Cosmicai Cosky. Then we have Sache Born Cohen in the show Who Is America as various characters. Jim Carrey in the show Kidding as Jeff Parcerito. Do we have Donald Clover in the show Atlanta as Ernest Ern Mars slash Teddy Perkins? Do we have Pill Hater Hater yeah Hater in the show Barry as Barry Birkin slash Barry Block? And the winner for that one was Michael Douglas in the show The Conskin Method as Sandy Cosby. And then the actress side, we have uh, Rachel Bonsmang, the marvelous Miss Scotland as Marion Mage Massell. We have Christian Bell in the show The Good Place as Eleanor Shellstrop. And then we have Kenneth Brengen and Murphy Brown as Murphy Brown. <laughs> okay. Austin Breen Glow as Ruth. Zoya the Destroyer Wilder. Oh, yeah, Glow. Watch that shit on Netflix. Then we have Deborah Messing, Will and Grace as Grace Alder. But the winner for that one was uh, Rachel Bersonet and the marvelous Miss Messing as Marilyn Mage uh, Messel. That's pretty cool. She got a girl from Glow actually got on here. That's, I don't know. So of these shows I haven't watched, but Glow. And then we have Best 
performance in a miniseries or television film, which is uh, Daring Christ, the assassination of Lana Vera's son, American Crime Story, as Andrew uh, Conskin. This is the actor side, by the way. Uh, and then the Antonio Bandres in the show, Janice Bosco as Pablo Pesco. So. And then we have Daniel Brew in the show The Analyst as Dr. Lonzo Creswell. Then we have Benedict Cumberbatch in the show Patrick uh, Melrose as Patrick Melrose. Obvious. And then we have Hugh Grant in the show A Very English Scandal as uh, Jeremy Thrope. The wonderful that one was Darren Crossley's The Assassination of Galena Verske and the American Crime Story is Andrew Conan. And then for the actress side, we have uh, Patricia Akwit in Escape at Jaron Mussman as Tilly Mitchell. We have Amy Adams in Sharp Objects as Carmel Preaker. Then we have Kane Brinton in Dirty John as Deborah Newell. Then we have Laura Dern in the show The Tell. Uh, yeah, now computer just died, so I gotta get back to, uh, let's find get a charger real quick. So, just hang tight, I'll get a charger real quick. I know I should do that before, man. That's similar to the that topics on the pod. Do guys, I just have a PS4 on the side, so I'm actually just gonna read off. I'll just read off on my uh, PS4 here. So, luckily, that saved us here. Okay, just gotta get to the turn that off. Gotta scroll down on my TV. Yeah, currently, just got looked up on my big screen uh, 65 inch TV. So I'll be able to read the breast. See, we're about to, uh, where are we at? So we're at the best, yeah, we're about the best performance in a miniseries or television on the actress side, right? So yeah, we had Patricia Enequin in the escape, uh, escape at uh, Daniel Mora as Tilly Mitchell. You know, we had Amy Adams in the show, Sharp Objects as Camille Preaker. Then we had Connie, Britton and Dirty John as Deborah Newell. And then we had Lauren Durrell in the show The Tell as Jennifer Fox. And then we had Regina King in the show Seven Seconds as Lattris Butler. And then we had Best Supporting Performance in a Series, Miniseries, and Television Series. I was. Uh, Supporting supporting actor in the supporting actress blockets. A supporting actor. It has uh, been 
Ben uh, Wishaw, a very English scandal show. As Norman uh, Josephy. Then we had Alan Arkin in the show, Cosmic Sky Method as Norm Norman Newland. And then we had Carlin Colklin in the show, Succession as Roman Buroy. And then we had Egor Ramirez in the show, The Assassinations of Genoan Verskies. Uh, American Crime Story has Gian Verskies. Then we have Henry Wickler in the show, Barry as Gene. Cousiny, and the winner of that one was uh, Ben Washington. A very English scandal was Norman Josephine. And then for supporting actress, we had Patricia Clarkson, Shop Objects, as Adora Kringling. And then we had Alex Borstein in the show The Marvelous Miss Muslin as Susie Marison. And then we had Penelope Cruz in the show The Assassination of. Janana uh, versus an American Crime Story as Donatella Varses. And then we have Thanada Newton in the show Westworld as a movie Millery. And then we had Univan Stroskovic in the show The Handsmaid's Tale as uh, Sindra Joy Waterford. And the winner for that one was Patricia Clarkson in the show Shop Objects as Adora's Krillin. And then we have Best Miniseries for Television Film. It was The Assassination of Kalan Aversky's American Crime Story, The Analyst's Escape of Dunamore, Shop Sharp Objects, and a very English scandal. The winner for that one was The Assassination of uh, Glenn Aversky's American Crime Story. And then we have programs with multiple nominations. It was before nominations, it was The Assassination of. Uh, Yanni vs. American Crime Story with three nominations. It was The Americans, Barry, Homecoming, The Coscony Method, The Marvelous Miss Russell, Sop, Sharp Objects, and then A Very English Scandal. There were two nominations. It was Analyst, Bodyguard, Escape, Doing More, The Good Place, The Handsmaid's Tale, Kidding, Killing Eve, and Pose. And then the bracket was saying programs with multiple awards. It says the following two, two programs received multiple wins. Two wins. It was the assassination of Gunnar Versk, American Crime Story, and the Kosky Method. Then it says uh, the winner for the CCLB DeMille Award was Jeff Bridges. And the winner for the Carol Burnett Award was Carol Bennett, of course. And then the Golden Globes Ambassador was Issa Nabel. And. Ceremony and this is pretty much how the presenters, but really didn't go through that. And we talked about it's a broadcast. Broadcast it says for the first time, MZ televised the 4:40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday afternoon NFL Wild Card Playoff game, which has extraordinarily gone to another NFL broadcast partner such as Fox, as they lead into the Golden Gloves because of the large viewership of the NFL playoff games. This was expected to boost the Golden Globes TV ratings, which dropped 11% between 2017 and 18. The regular Golden Globes Red Carpet pre-show was live-streamed exclusively on Facebook Watch instead of airing on NBC. Wow. And it says, and memorial, which pretty much memory, it says it was broadcast on television during the ceremony, so the 
HFPA include a slideshow on their website as they include the following names Penny Marshall, uh, Bernardo Pitalusi, Stan Lee, Neil Simon, Burt Reynolds, Harl Lee, Ermini, Meadows Foreman, Steve Bachel, Louis Gilbert, John Gavin, and John Manhoney. So, yeah, that pretty much sums it up, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, guys, this is, I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Be sure to check out my plugs down below for my all my social deets so you can keep in touch with me and all, all the things that I do. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you next week on Topics on the Pod. Peace.